less stress, more time, more money. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor interview. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor, Sergio. Thanks, guys. Thanks for uh, having me here. Yeah. We're all about um, you know less stress, more time, more money. Excited to hear your story and just ask you a bunch of questions about how you've been on a journey of becoming a cash flow contractor, as Martin and I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Martin, you're, I know you've been excited for this one for a while. Yeah, I hate to admit sirens? it with him sitting right there, but Sergio's one of my favorite people, and that was a fire truck just went by. Yes, <laughs> could you could you prevent that, please? <laughs> it happens, right? Yeah. No, Sergio's one of my favorite guys uh, in, in a lot of ways, and I think it'll come out why I feel that way uh, when when we hear from him today. Yeah. So. No, I'm excited to unpack it, too, and just uh, I think he came up with some really good questions, Martin, and you've got a really good story, Sergio. So maybe fill us in. Tell us who are you, where are you from, what do you do, what's yeah. your family like, what's your story, man? <laughs> the, the, the. Well, uh, I moved from um, Guadalajara, Mexico, um, so that's a Spanish accent? That's where the Spanish oh, accent is. I've always wondered. <laughs> that's where the exotic, you know. <laughs> no. yeah. You know the difference between Spanish and me- Mexicano, right? What? I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I like, no, I didn't. I didn't either, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I, was, uh, I finished high school. You know, I was about 16, 16 years old. Wow. And, um, like you graduated or you dropped out? No, no, I graduated from high school. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is... Which is uh, same thing in Mexico. Same thing as here. That's the next. That's the step before college, right? Right. right. So I was really, I wasn't sure about college in Mexico. You know, I was I was between communications and and funny thing, I was thinking about marketing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I when I was you know younger, but then um, because of the lack of resources, uh, you know, I come from from a humble family. My my mom, it was a single mom, as me and my brother. <laughs> And we, we can really aff- I can really afford to pay for college at a time. Uh, I try to apply for different scholarships, you know. But in Mexico, it's a little different than here. Uh, there's not a lot of help. Yeah, know, for, not for, opportunities for opportunities for, for students, right? So um, my aunt, she lives in Chicago, and and she told me, well, why don't you spend a year here with me? And I really want to learn English. That was my main thing. I was like, uh, I was I was taking classes in Guadalajara, but of course it's it's different. You know, you yeah. got the door, you know, window, and I, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no. So uh, she was like, why don't you you know take a year off? You know, take sabbatical year. Just come here, make a little bit of money. You can work. Uh, she owns a uh, like a cleaning company. <laughs> And then uh, you can work with me and all that, and 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 practice your English, you know, and learn learn English. And I was like, man, that, that sounds like a pretty good idea. What year is this? That was back to the 2008, uh, 2004. Sorry, that was 2004. Wow. I was uh, 17 years old. So is that? I, I'm curious. Is that something that's like pretty readily available in Mexico? Like, are are were other kids your age in Guadalajara doing something like this, or was it pretty unique? A unique opportunity for someone like you? To be able to come here, and actually, like the the in Mexico, the upper class, they do that a lot. Like, okay, you know, people with a lot of money, yeah, they send their kids to the U.S. to the U.S. to learn English or or, or sure. even to go to school. Um, now, school is cheaper in Mexico, but if you're in Mexico, it's it's hard. But if you go from like I know a lot of people 
uh, to graduate from doctor from medical school and everything in Mexico. Right, they cheap. get their bachelor's here. Yeah, but then whenever they go to medical school, they go back to Mexico. exactly. But gotcha. when you're trying to learn English, they the rich people send their kids here. to the United States to, yeah. to yeah. learn the language and the accent and, and you know the, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. So, so it's pretty common on the upper class, but in the lower class, it, it was a unique opportunity for me. So and, were your friends like, man, yeah, yeah, you're oh, so lucky. You're going to wow, you know, and then going out of the state is one thing, but going out of the country, it's it's. It's cool. It's, it was like where did you, where did you say Guadalajara? Guadalajara. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, in the Pacific. Yeah. It's this third biggest city in Mexico. Ma, is Mazatlan in um, Guadalajara? Mazatlan, no, Mazatlan is it's, it's it's on the Pacific, on the Pacific coast. Oh, you're on the Atlantic coast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Go but, ahead. But um, but it was it was it was a really unique opportunity for me. You yeah. know, for my for my background and my where my friends and everything. Everybody was like, "Wow, that's cool," and I always feel like learning a second language it would help me improve i would have that idea because my dad was here in the united states and he every time i talked to him on the phone he was like man you should learn english that's that's a good tool to have you know and yeah and i always have that on the back of my on my, my head you yeah. know so my aunt paid for my ticket and everything wow. uh, got my visa my student visa and uh and and i was like well let's let's try it so uh i Took a bus from Guadalajara, Mexico. Uh, I think it was like thirty, it was like thirty-eight hours. Uh, yeah, to Chicago. Ooh. Yeah, see the U.S. Uh, yeah, but the whole experience, man, going from from Guadalajara to going through the states and going through the border towns and and getting to the United States, the the, the, the culture, the the differences. It was great, man. It was a great. Great did, experience. Did you have man. a? Do you feel like you had an accurate portrayal of what the U.S. was, or did it like blow? You were like, "This is so different than I thought it would be." It was it's so different. I, I was, I was, like picturing something way different. Like yeah. you know, when we went through El Paso, because I, I came through um, El Paso, Texas, and uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was like, man, this is really similar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it was like, yeah. not a lot, and mostly Hispanic and. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, Spanish. Was, yeah. So, but but yeah. the farther you go in, like you go start changing. And you, yeah, and when I get to Chicago, man, that's when the real impact. You know, the big buildings, and I have to the bus stop in downtown. That's when my aunt picked me up. You know, the, 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 we went to see the Sears Tower, and it was amazing. And, and that was where I really feel like, man, I'm in in America. You know, yeah, in that's the United cool. States, the, the, and and. Uh, uh, but I feel like that was a great experience for a 17, 17 year old kid. Just, just do that. Take on your own. You know, that's when I feel like you become an, an adult, and you, right. you become like, wow, this is. It. I feel like every kid now. I mean, it's dangerous too. <laughs> My mom is like, right. what, what, what I was thinking, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I feel like uh, it was great, man. I, it really makes me who I am right now, and. So I, I got to Chicago and then I spent just a couple of weeks in Chicago because uh, I have to move to Indianapolis with my other aunt. Uh, Chicago was way too big for me. I, I didn't know how to drive. I didn't know how to, you know, I have a driver's license. So everything was hard. And then in Chicago, you don't really need a car. I mean, you guys know, <laughs> yeah. you can use the, this bus and everything, but I wasn't, I, I, I was so scared. So uh, we went to a quinceanera, which is like a 316 mm-hmm. party in the Latino community. And I went to a quinceanera in Indiana, and, I, and Indiana is smaller. Indianapolis is smaller. Uh, it's more, um, 
it was a lot easier to get around in Indianapolis. And then I have a lot of family in Indianapolis. So uh, I was able to work with my aunt on an apartment complex. I was doing, uh, it, it was uh, like, a, like a cleaning. I was doing cleaning apartments, like old apartments where people move mm -hmm. out. You know. Yeah, rig, make readies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I was doing that for a little bit, and then uh, I started went to a church. It was like a free ESL classes. Yeah. You know, and English as a second language. English yeah. as a second language. Yeah, and 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 I I just, I just fell in love with the with everything. You know, with uh, the ability here that if you work hard, you know, you can accomplish the whatever dream. you want. Yeah, American dream. So I was supposed to be here for a year. But then, um, uh, right before, I, I, I saved enough money to go back and buy my first car in Mexico, which was my, my main goal, so I can go to college, you know. Because uh, the college, the campus from my house in Mexico is like three hours away. Oh, so wow. the best way to do it was just having your own car. Yeah. That right. was the main purpose, saving money for a car and learn English. And if I was going for communications, English was going to be, one, it was going to be a great tool for, yeah. for, for the career. Um, then something really crazy happened. Uh, my mom make uh, an application to become a uh, U.S. resident when I was three years old. And my brother was one year old. And we applied through my uncle. Right. And that was just something that she did back when, when she was, uh, when we were, we were kids. And my uncle told my mom, hey, Let's apply for you guys, and maybe one day you get your green card. And my mom did it in a, in a way that, like, well, I mean, let's just do it. Why not? See what happens. But she never was interested in leaving the U.S. She was always in Mexico. Funny, funny thing is when I was about to go back to Mexico, a letter came in in my aunt's house in Chicago saying that my mom and my brother and I were approved. Wow. To become, a, you know, a permanent <laughs> resident. So that was a crazy decision because I had to stay here, you know, to make the application process and everything, or just and and, and get the money together because it costs money to you know apply for everything and it was like uh, four so thousand dollars for each. Money. Yeah, exactly. You put went towards your visa. Tons yeah, don't the, you wish you bought that car instead? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And so I decided to stay. I told my mom, hey, you know what? I feel like if I can get both, I can get the the, the American citizenship and Mexican citizenship, then you know, I can, it'd be a lot easier for me in life later on. I was 18 by, by then. Wow. And 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 that's how, how it happened. So do you have, you got your citizenship today? You're still green card? Yeah, you get the green card first. And then, and that was the thing. As soon as I get the green card, I was like, well, let's go back and uh, no, you have to stay here for uh, four years. Wow. And, and you know, then you can apply for your citizenship. So I was like, by the time I already had a job and everything, so I decided to stay, you know, and gotcha. become a U.S. citizen. That's which, great, man. Yeah. That's a really cool man. story. I love, I love uh, immigration stories. My father immigrated here, and I think immigrants are some of the best people in the world because— they have such a drive and such an ambition to accomplish things, and the American dream really lives through them. Um, you know, it's it's the founding fathers, it's yep. the founding of America. So, um, really cool to hear that story. And uh, I know there's we're just 
scratching the surface. I know there's <laughs> yeah, there's plenty a- of things that you're going to share today that are going to get yeah. deeper. So, well, I don't want to be left out. You realize my ancestors immigrated yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> it's just about I don't know twelve generations ago or something. <laughs> but anyway, no, that's great. Okay, so what's your family like now? So you're, is your mom here now, back in Mexico? Uh, she's she's back in she's back and forth. Uh, back and forth. She, okay. she usually stays there for you know six months, but now since she means a green grandchild, granddaughter, she's coming, and then, yeah, she's coming back. So she's back and forth. She spent two three months here, go back, six months go back. You know, she's just like. So then your your brother's here now. Yes. Yeah. And my you, brother came a year after I applied for myself. Then I applied for my brother. Okay. And then, and then I had, you know, he came here, and cool. uh, and then my mom, and yeah. then uh, he's actually becoming a U.S. citizen next year. Oh, really? Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, we got to be at the ceremony, so <laughs> yeah. make sure we know about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, so Ricardo is his name, and he works Ricardo. with yeah. you. Yeah, he's my my partner. Yeah, yeah. My and I'm partner. sure. I mean, man, we we can really spend the whole episode going through your story of how you ended up in Oklahoma and all this <laughs> yeah. stuff. But we got a lot of contractor stuff to talk about, right? Right. Well, this is part of being a contractor because yeah. there's a history that makes you willing to go out and be in business and take a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't willing to do that. And that's one of the things I respect about business people in general and contractors in particular. Mm-hmm. And it's just telling us a little bit about that that's who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Khalil's got a good point. Um, what is your business? Well, we do uh, granite countertops. Okay. Uh, well, countertops in general. We do granite quartz, uh, natural any natural stone surface. Uh, that's what we do: remodel, new construction, commercial. And when you say uh, uh, do them, you do everything. Your fabricators yeah, we fabricate, install. We actually sell the stone, the sinks, everything. I mean, we do from scratch. We. Because a lot of companies, they, they sell the material, others just install. We do the whole thing. We we take the customers to the yard, select their stone, pick their own stone and everything. And uh, I really fell in love with the industry. Uh, uh, when I came to Oklahoma for the first time, my dad was already in Oklahoma. So that's why you came that's from why came Indiana to Oklahoma. I was in, in Indiana, and then my dad... Um, we didn't, I didn't really grow with my dad, so I always have that in the back of my head, like, man, you know... Mm. What'll be so? I talked to my dad one day, and I was like, "Hey," he's like, "Why you don't come here to Oklahoma and 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 spend some time with me?" You know? Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, why not?" You know? So <laughs> I really love Oklahoma, man. As soon as because yeah. Chicago, Indiana was like overwhelming, and it, it's they're beautiful, man. Don't get me wrong; it's, it's it's nice. But when I get to Oklahoma, I feel like I was in I was back in home. You know, it was yeah. like really it's got a homey feel to it yeah like really laid back and the people were great like so nice and so welcome it was just cool and he was working at the time at the company in Edmond and he was a shop foreman uh, Granite Company Granite Company yeah, yeah. he was uh, he was a shop foreman for, for that company well, it was a pretty pretty big company okay and he was like do you want to do you want to learn the, the business so I started working with him over there and uh, and we were there for like two years and uh, and he decides to open his own his own shop. You know, he's like, hey, you know, you know how to do the measuring. Your brother know how to do the fabrication, because my brother was with me too. Came with you. And um, and he's like, let's do our own thing. And uh, and that's how how the first company started. Because we start one, and then and then he uh, he moved back to Mexico, and then I and then I, I went back to work for another company. And when he came back, then we start what's Right. Which alpha now? Alpha right now. Yeah. Alpha now. 
Mm-hmm. And it's alpha, it used to be alpha granite. Yes. But now you guys are alpha surfaces, and that's been for about a year now, right? Yeah. Well, that was because, uh, from a marketing perspective, a lot of people call me and ask me, do you guys, because quartz got really popular in the last two years. Sure. And since we're alpha granite, a lot of people call me and, hey, do you do quartz? Do you guys do soapstone? Do you guys Porcelain. do marble? Yeah. A lot of people think we just do granite. So when I talk to, I talked to, to, to you, Khalil, and I was like, man, what do you think about that? And that makes sense. Now we're just alpha surfaces. And, right. And, I mean, you know, I feel like yeah, it's... Yeah, because you guys work with marble and quartzite. Quartzite, soapstone. Soapstone, yeah. Quartz and everything, yeah. So. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, man, there's a lot to unpack, but um, should we drive and in, jump into your question? I say, I say we'll... We'll unpack it if it takes a little extra time because I can sit and list this guy all day. Okay. So <laughs> if that works for you. Let's let's ask this. So like what's a typical day? Tell us about office services. Tell, tell us about what a typical day looks like for you right now. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it, it kind of changed a little bit. Uh, right now I'm more focused on developing the business uh, sales. So basically I get there in the morning um, and just – make sure all the jobs they're in line for the guys fabrication part i'm still doing a lot of the fabrication part the uh, production part uh my brother is just he used to do the installs for us uh but right now we're trying to develop another guys and have my brother kind of do the office work so i can be more focused on sales and all that so uh in the morning, I just spend two, three hours in the office trying to, you know, and then I go out and visit new customers and estimates. And I, I do my own estimates, my own appointments. I don't have any you know, salespersons. Yet. Kind of, that's what you're doing now. We we will absolutely uh, develop that. But when you were with your dad, you were working for your dad. Yes. For a yeah. while. Yeah. And at some point. He either began working for you or you just took it over. I mean, you are you and Ricardo own it now, and your dad's not a part of it, correct? Yeah, well, it was <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, it was me. And my, dad, my dad started it. He started He started the second time, the first time and the second time. And he's like, at the second time, he was like, hey, guys, I want you guys to be part of it. Because the first time, it was just him. Right. We worked for right. him. The second time, he was like, I want you guys to be part of the whole thing. So why just... Let's become partners, you know, 33.33%, percent right, right. and all that. Uh, and and he, was in charge, he was in charge of the production. My brother was in charge of the installs, and I was in charge of sales and, and templates. With your good English. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah. It took me about a year to, you know, to develop, and, and, and I just fell in love with the language, so I guess yeah. that's why I catch it, really, because I know a lot of people think, like man it's hard but to me it was, just, it was just got it got it right away yeah I like it and I'm still working on it but <laughs> um, so then my dad he's just uh, he, he got tired man he just got tired granted it's it's a heavy it's a heavy work I mean lifting those big islands and those big pieces of granite it can get pretty heavy back then we don't have any we didn't have any machines or anything so we were doing everything by hand and and boy, it it's takes a it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So one day he was like, "Man, you guys are basically doing anything, everything. I mean, you're. I don't even know the customers. You search, you are doing all the customers and templates. And Ricardo, you're doing the installs. And by the time we have a couple of good guys in the shop, there were like our pillars, you know. So he was like, "I'm, I'm done. 
I think I'm I'm just wanna you know, do other things, you know, something more sure. subtle. Yeah. Retire. Retire, yeah. yeah. So um that was where the whole thing started going going bad. Uh we were making money, uh, but we didn't really know how to manage the money. We didn't really know how to. Did you know how much money you were making? No, not really. <laughs> Basically, we we just work, and then and then I, I by Friday I was like, oh, how much money we got? Ten thousand dollars. Okay, three thousand for you, two thousand for me, two thousand for you, and thousand into a savings account. <laughs> yeah, and that was our that was our books. That was it. Uh, we don't have any software, no QuickBooks, nothing. It was yeah. just like that. Um. So I was putting some money into the savings because we want to buy a saw, a bridge saw, to because we were we were back then we were cutting granite by hand, and and he's like let's buy a saw. So we start putting money into the savings account. So we bought the saw, and we put the down payment and everything. And when he told me that, he was like, "Man, I, I just want to do, I want to retire." So I was like, "Well, how much do you want?" Like we didn't even know how much the company worth or. Nothing like yeah, it was crazy. I don't know how we survived to be honest with you, and uh, and 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 he was like, I don't know, eighty thousand. What do you think? <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, why not? You know, yeah. So I went into the bank and just withdraw like thirty thousand dollars. That was all of our savings, and just pay my debt. You know, just give it thirty thousand dollars. And in the course of the like two months, I was giving him like, hey, here, dad, I got ten thousand more. I got twenty thousand more. I got until I paid off the eighty thousand. Wow. What I didn't realize is I was using money from my suppliers and using money from 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 other jobs to to pay my debt, you know. And that's where the whole problem and I feel like that's where a lot of businesses I mean I, I feel like it's a lot of good business out there, carpenters, plumbers, electricians and car granny guys when it comes to do the work. When it comes to do exactly, the, 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 you know, but when it when it comes to the numbers and the business side, it's a whole different story, man. And yeah. so I start I start seeing it every week. Like my brother asked me, like, "Hey, I need two thousand dollars." Yeah, here two thousand dollars. You know, <laughs> it, it was just like that. It was just like like a cash cow. You know, and, like, and you were the main one managing everything. It was me doing the sell, the books, invoices, templates, wow. everything. I was working from six o'clock to to ten o'clock. 11 like every yeah. day i was doing invoices at home and, and i didn't have any kids back then so it was sure. a lot easier yeah and but then i start feeling like man we start getting behind in a lot of things like car payments and and the, the rent and and we, we i never was behind on anything you know i always have like like when i was getting low on my bank account like getting low like Five hundred dollars. Yeah, scary low. And then I was like, "Where's all the money?" So I checked the invoices, and I was like, "Oh, well, that's it. I got seventy thousand dollars in invoices, like over two months. Like a lot. Like people, I didn't even call people to pay me. Like so." I, and when you're talking about invoices, you mean you hadn't invoiced customers? Yeah, not, I not yeah. invoices to you. No, yeah. yeah, I was, I was already installed the job, everything, and hadn't asked. For I just payment. didn't ask for money. Yeah, not even down payment or anything. Wow. So when I when I see my bank account five hundred dollars, and then I see my suppliers come in, hey, you need you owe me ten thousand and hey you owe me fifteen thousand dollars. I was like, okay. So I go and then start calling the builders. Hey man, you have my check? Oh yeah, man, it's been in the mailbox for a month. <laughs> you know? So I just go there, collect the checks, and pay everybody and then back to normal. And that was my cycle. And just kind of see what was left over after you did that. Yeah. Exactly. Surprise. 
Yeah. So when I start seeing, when I pay my dad, that's when I see a big hit on it because yeah. it wasn't enough after I collect the checks, it wasn't enough to pay. And that's when I got that gut check. I was like, man, this is, it's, at one point I owe one of my suppliers like $60,000 and I didn't have any money coming in. And that's when that's when you feel which you're now familiar is working capital. Working capital was yeah. not there anymore. Not there anymore. Yeah. yeah, and um, and that's when I feel like we need help. Yeah, this is not this is not right. This is not this is not good. And I knew we were good. We were good. We we weren't stealing for anybody or using like money from anybody. It was just uh, we were putting the money in the wrong places, like paying my dad or, or paying stuff cash. You know. Uh, we need a new truck. Well, just buy a new truck and just pay cash. Of it. It, it, stuff like that, you know. And and that's when I told my brother, "Hey, man, we need." I wasn't doing any sales whatsoever, not at all. It was all worth of mouth, which is good. That's how we grow. Right. Um, but at one point, you know, it wasn't enough because our expenses growth, our capacity grow. Like we got more guys, we hired more people because we were getting more volume. But even then, it wasn't enough. I, uh, I was bleeding cash everywhere, you know, from from small things like tools and and you know overtime, a, a lot of things, you know, and, and materials. I was buying slabs left and right, and wasn't doing inventory or taking account of the remnants and have bodies that do granny to come into my shop and like, hey, I need a piece. Oh yeah, just take it. Yeah, oh, it's, man. it's free. Yeah, <laughs> Well, just curious back then, I'm going to ask it kind of this way. What was your vision or plan for the future of the business? And in a second kind of way to say it is when, you, when you're driving to work or driving around or even on a Sunday, what, were, what are you thinking about back then? Back then? Yeah. I wasn't thinking about the business at all. You know, mm-hmm. to me, it was just a way to make some cash. Sure. It, 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 uh, I'm being honest with you. I wasn't thinking about the business. I don't think my brother wasn't thinking about the business either. Uh, when I, we, we never really, like right now we have our meetings every week. It, back then we don't really sit down and like, hey, what's the vision? What's the plan? What's the future? The machine? How, how are you going to develop? Are we going to hire more people? Are we going to let people go? Uh, nothing. It was like Friday, we close the doors and we just go and have fun and just go to the lake or whatever. Wow. We, we didn't we didn't we didn't have a vision we didn't have a clue man to be honest with you I mean that, yeah I, that's perfect and I think that's where a lot of people are and maybe people listening that uh, you know what what am I doing mm-hmm. and if you don't know what you're doing and don't have something that you want it's pretty hard to do it and the problem uh-huh. I feel like a lot of what happened to me thank God I find you guys before because I feel like you can go from a, a very nice comfy place to a very bad position, like owe money and not be able to pay and how I'm gonna pay my bills. I mean, in like quick, right? three months. One one bad decision. Exactly, so, and that's what kind of we were headed to it. Like I was like, and everybody tell me like, oh man, you guys are great, you guys are do work way, wise. You know, we do great work and everybody so loves it. even then, even when everything were just, was disorganized, all of your customers still liked your work. Builders still like working working yeah. with you. Yeah, we never had like a builder like, oh, we let you down and we, we wasn't able to install. We always we always uh, fulfill our orders. 
Yeah. Like sometimes I have to get cash from my own. And then I was going into my personal money and my brother as well. I mean, my brother one time he pulled $25,000 out of his house, you know, to, to keep pumping money. Into right. the company. And that's when I feel like, no, this, this, yeah. this is not. What are we doing? Even, even a guy with no business sense can tell, like, this is, this is not, this is not right. Not, not You're right. supposed to make money, not put well, money you, into you it. were talking about college um, and people with business degrees. What you're just talking about is a business degree. That's how you Absolutely. learn. Because you go, hey, I'm not doing this anymore. What went wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like a lot of people are in the same spot. And then when they realize, if, it, if you don't do something fast, man, you can go into that bad spot, like, really quick. Yeah. Really quick, like losing your house and losing it fast. It's dangerous. Yeah, so, that's a really good point. So you, But you were making money, right? Yeah. While this is all going on, what... You know, how are you coming up with your margins? How are you coming? How are you bidding jobs? Was it just like, oh, that sounds like a good number, or were you? Is there any methodology to it? Uh, well, my dad, and, and and again, it's just it's he didn't know any better. Sure, yeah, but it, I mean, yeah, he he creates a method. But basically, it was like, okay, we'll see how much material we need, not how much like a full sheet, just how much we need for this particular job without taking account waste or anything, right. just how much we need, and just add, you know, I, I forgot what it was, like, you know, not even a percentage, it was like add $20 per square foot on top of that, and you're good, to, and that's it. And that's how we come with the price. <laughs> like, it's not even, it's not even, it's, and sometimes you actually, we actually lose, we pay people to do their job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think every yeah. contractor's done that. At some well, point. no wonder the yeah. builders loved you. Yeah, hey, <laughs> yeah. come on back. Yeah, Goodness. so uh, so when whenever we get the, the bill, we're like, okay, and that's what a lot of contractors don't realize. You get a five thousand dollar check, and the problem is you think those five thousand dollar belongs to you. That was her main problem. That was we're a like, right there. Ooh, we get five thousand dollars. We get to spend twenty two hundred. You know. And and let's buy a truck. Let's buy. And it was things for the shop. I mean, like, oh, let's buy things and. And that's when I realized, well, those five thousand dollars are not—they're not all for you. Oh, First of all, you—you got to pay. That is so well said. That's <laughs> it right there. You yeah. think it's yours? Yeah. And and now and right now I know, like, okay, it's five thousand dollars. This goes to the savings account. This goes to back to the checking account. This goes for taxes. This go, and you ended up with with your profit. Yeah. yeah. And to pay your suppliers. Yeah. So. So we. I mean, I said at the beginning, and it's you know, it's our mantra or whatever you want to call it for the the podcast, but you know. Less stress, more time, more money. What was your stress level like? Man, like I, that's had to affect on your relationship with your brother. This had to have really, you know, what are all the things that are going on? Oh, man, even with my dad at the end, uh, at the end, it was like when I was, after I pay him, I was just kind of blaming my dad. Like, hey, it's your fault. Why are we on this position? Because I pay you this much cash, you know? Mm. And it wasn't really his fault. I mean, he didn't know any better. I know any better. And the stress level, it got really high, man. I, I, I lose my hair. Like, <laughs> like, I was, no kidding, I had a full-blown <laughs> hair. You know, I lost everything. It was crazy, man. Because when you owe people money and you know, oh, money is not coming in, but you have work. That was a crazy combination. Like, we were super busy. But then you can buy slabs because you owe money. They don't sell to you. It, but you don't have money coming in. It's like a worse combination. You're busy, but you don't. You can't do nothing. You just got 
lock. You're on credit lock, and yeah. they won't give you the, the slabs like a, until you pay them for the last a, ones. A yeah. terrible. Actually, it's from a movie called The Replacements, yeah. and Keanu Reeves is in it. Anyways, the it's kind of like quicksand. Yeah, exactly. Where That's you're how stuck, feeling. and you as the harder you try to get out, because you had terrible margins, because you didn't have, you know, um, you know, systems in place, because you were losing money all the time, yeah. and you owed so much money, all this debt. Man, like you just keep trying it, it makes it worse. It was hard, man. It because was if like, you're losing yeah. money on jobs and you owe money and you keep working harder, I mean, you're just <laughs> yeah. digging yourself a further hole. Well, it feels like we were working, like, it feels like we were working nonstop, like yeah. digging one hole to, to patch another hole. And the good thing is, we, we have money on our savings, me and my brother, and that kind of helped a little bit. But then, and my builders are great, like all my customers, I love them to death, but, uh, we never, and we, you can ask a lot of the builders. They might listen to this. Yeah. They'll be like, "Are you going through you? that?" Like, I we, have no idea. You have no idea because we always fulfill. We always have a. I told my brother, even if we have to go down to the, to the floor, we gonna we gonna we gonna come clean with our customers, man. And yeah. and if you ask me right now, how do you guys did it? I don't. I don't know. It was, it was I, don't like, know. I don't know. I, we were just like, okay, let's, 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 let me sell this and let me pull money from my account. Well, let me get some money from my equity. How? And, but we always, like, when scramble, we finished the product, we were like, scramble. thank you very much. Yeah. Can we get paid now? <laughs> With a smile. <laughs> yeah, because we were needing that money bad. Uh, yeah. So a lot of builders, they might listen to this be like, oh, Sergio, I didn't know you were going through that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy, man. It was bad. And, and it put a lot of stress on me and my brother. Uh, at yeah. one point, we were like, "Man, we just let's just quit." You know, let's. It's not. It's, what's the point? I mean, we're working so hard and we're not making any progress. Well, we don't have any processes. We don't have any. And so how, how? You know. And that's one. This is weird. And I, I, I don't want to sound really religious or anything, but uh, go uh, ahead. I believe in God. You know. <laughs> yeah. And and um, at one point, I was sitting in my desk, and it was one of those moments where like. This is it, man. It was a lot of those moments where like you're like, this is it. And then something came out and we were able to make work. And and I was feeling bad for my, my guys and, and and you know, all that. I was like, but this is it, man. And and I was sitting in my desk and I went home, I told my wife, you know what? I, I think I think we're done. I think we won't be able to keep doing this. It's just too hard, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to push and push and push. And she, she's a really smart, I'm, I'm blessed, you know. That's true. Whenever they say you need a partner that it's smart and help you, yeah, it's what you need. Because she <laughs> told me, she was like, Sergio, you need help. You need help. You guys do a great work. You guys do a great quality. You guys been doing this for since you were like 18. You just need help. You need guidance. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what to do. Well, I left the day before I left the shop early, right? Because I was feeling like overwhelmed and I just couldn't think. I was like, this is it. Right after I left the day before, a guy from one of my suppliers, uh, uh, one of my big suppliers here in Oklahoma City, he came in right after I left and he dropped a pamphlet, you know, like a flyer. Yeah. And they were going to host a business coaching session with Mr. Martin Holy. <laughs> remember that? that yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah. 
But I wasn't there when he, he no, stopped by. No, I said you weren't there. He... No, I wasn't there, yeah. yeah. But he, the guy came in, and I wasn't in the office, so he just dropped the paper in my desk. Yeah. So next morning, I came in, and the first thing, the first thing I find, it was that pamphlet, man. Wow. And says, it's business coach, you know, Martin, you know, Holen, Anil, you know. And I didn't, I didn't call anybody else, because I feel like that was a sign from God. I mean, this is just me, you know. I, yeah, this is just the way I feel, and I called Martin. And I was like, I remember I told you, hey man, uh, I I need help. I, I just I, I, I think I'm, I'm not doing you know, and and that's when everything changed, man. Yeah, that's when everything changed. Uh, when you when you when you know when you when you get your vision clear on the right path, and you get everybody on board. And and if, first of all, you got to convince yourself because I was losing my, I was losing my grind. I was losing my hunger. I was losing my, I was like, this is it. I'm not good enough. I'm not good at this. Uh, well, that's the problem that I think people fall into. Not just contractors, anyone in general. If there's an if there's a uh, knowledge gap or an experience gap, and you run into obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. You start questioning yourself, yeah. and that's not the problem. You were doing good work. Mm-hmm. All your customers were happy. Yeah, you you guys were working very hard. You weren't sitting on sitting down and giving up. You were working hard, but there was a knowledge gap, an experience gap that kept you from actually performing to your potential, yes. and it had nothing to do with who you were. It was it was more so you just didn't have the experience. Um, and that's that's just an encouragement to anybody that's suffering any kind of difficulty, whether it's in your marriage or whether it's in, you know, your family, whatever. Yeah. There's usually just like an experience or a knowledge gap that hey, like this can actually get better. It's not just about working harder, it's about working smarter as well. So oh, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, and the thing um, I frequently say it, I know you've heard me say it. <clears throat> the things outside just keeping track of your business is as hard as doing your business. And I don't care Harder. what it is. I don't care if you're a brain surgeon or doing slabs or building skyscrapers. Keeping track of it is as hard as doing it. And in addition to that, you have to build a company and a culture and all that. And you also have to do sales and marketing. All yeah. of those things combined are way more difficult than doing what you do. Uh, I mean, I know, you, I know you know this, but one of the things that um, – People feel kind of bad that they don't know. And my first question is, why would you know? I mean, <laughs> yeah. why, why, why the hell would you know anything about bookkeeping? Yeah. Why would you know anything about inbound marketing? Why would you? And to get that guilt off their backs that they're supposed to be able to self-sufficient do everything, you're not going to be able to do everything. And if you're one of those rare people who actually has the skill set to do everything, you don't have the time. It's not the best use of your resources that you do everything. So that that is something that I noticed right away is is that you had you didn't come in here feeling guilty like, well, I'm a failure because I don't know how to do marketing, or I'm a failure because I don't know about books. It's like, what do we need to know? Yeah, because I don't know anything about granite. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I know more than I used to, but <laughs> yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah, right. So yeah, and that was the thing when when you told me those words like, why would you know this? Like this is. You know, and that kind of like, you're right. It gets that, that weight out of your shoulders. Yeah, like, okay. it's okay to not know because yeah. why the hell would you know? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Definitely. definitely. Right. Yeah, and uh, and 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 I remember 
when you asked me about the books, so like, what's that? I mean, what, uh, how, what your balance sheet? Is? Like, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. And 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 I think that was the, our main problem, you know. And I was me and my brother. We tried to do everything ourselves, uh, everything like uh, invoices. Let me ask you why? Why was that? Um, I feel like that was we we inherited that from my dad. Uh, we we just learned that the way he always trying to do everything on his own. He's always like I, I really admire him. He's he's been down and several times, and he's been up again. I mean, he's he's. He's a really hard worker guy, and he always. I remember when we were growing up, he was telling me like, "Hey, you, you just gotta do it yourself, or or, or it's not gonna get done right. Do it yourself; it's not gonna get done right." That's like kind of like the Latino culture, you know, kind of like. Yeah. And let me just touch on that because that's that's perfect. Yeah. But what's the problem with that? Well, right do it now, yourself or it doesn't get done right. What's the problem with that? Well, you limited yourself. In, that's in a, it. In a lot of things. Uh, like I was doing templates and invoices and and sales, if you can. Tell What's tem- I mean, I I know what a template is, and maybe contractors know what templates are, but give yeah. us just an idea. Well, I was doing like after you get a job, you bid the job, and then you just go and um, and and actually make a a pattern out of plastic or cardboard or laser, you know, and you basically create the pattern of the kitchen of the cabinets. Gotcha. And you take that into the shop. So that way they can cut it. They know where the wall is, where the edge is, where everything. So, yeah. Um, and that was doing, and that takes a lot of time. That's time consuming. And so I was doing that, and and facing new customers, and that, and that's what I didn't invoice anybody because I, I feel like they wasn't it wasn't important. Mm. I mean, <laughs> at the time, and 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 my builders, I mean, my customers are great because sometimes they actually call me. He's like, hey, sir, I owe you three houses. What's going on? Are you alive? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I need, to, I need you to pay. I need to pay you, you know. Because <laughs> he doesn't want to sit there and have payables. <laughs> exactly. He's yeah, like, now I, I understand. Get this off my well, here's, exactly. here's another yeah. thing, and I don't know. I know you well enough. This might not be true of you, but it's true of a lot of people. You don't invoice for another reason. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like you don't think you're worth it. Now, Ooh, yeah. I, now with Sergio, I don't know. But yeah. I see that a lot. And then it goes... A month, and then it's two months, and now, well, I'm not going to invoice them because I'm 90 days out. But if you have that pride of workmanship and believe you deliver value, then heck yeah, you give them an invoice because that's that's their opportunity to do what they do, which is pay you. So I don't know if that was always there, but I hear that a lot. Well, we just didn't think it was important. Sometimes there's more to it than that. Yeah, Yeah, and I feel like like when you understand – they actually happy to pay you when you do a good job. Yeah. Customers are ready to pay. You. I mean, they're happy to pay you. You know, and you got to understand that. And and one of the things that it really changed my mind was that try to to just delegate it. You know, to I hire a new template guy. And I and every time I think nobody's going to do the same work as I do. And a lot of contractors, I feel because I wasn't the same way. We see like a new template guy or accounting. As an expense, yep. Oh, how much is it gonna cost me? Oh, no, 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 no. You know, oh, five hundred bucks a week. Oh, no, man, it's too much. I can't do that. Let me do it myself. And we're thinking we're saving money. Hmm. It's a big trap, man. It's bad. That's, okay, follow that out. You think you're saving money, but what? But it's actually costing you why money because the cost of opportunity. 
What's that? Okay, yeah. perfect. What do you What do you mean by that? Yeah, like well, now that I have a template guy, that I have an office manager, that I have, that my brother has, then I have more time to go out and sell and bring new customers and bring more value to our company. Your time is better spent somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel that's that's why the the mindset from from contractors are like I can do everything myself. It's it's a trap. It's bad. It's it's a bad habit. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of people have that. Well, and I think what you said there, they see it as an expense. They need to see it as an investment. Investment, correct. Yeah. Not an expense. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, there are going to be times where you you have what you would call a bad investment. Yeah. An investment that, that doesn't return. Yeah. But you're going to have to live with that at times. Like You're going to have to take those risks. and you, I mean, it's a 100% guarantee that if you try to do everything, you will fail. Yeah. If you're trying to grow. You know, if you're gonna stay where you're at and just sit and do the same stuff until you your back goes out, and, and, and then you're gonna until quit your back anyway. Goes out, like yep. your dad, right? Yep. Where he gets tired, he's like, "Okay, I'm done." Yeah. But if you're really trying to grow, if you're trying to, you know, build your company, build and grow as a as a team of employees, you have to see an investment opportunities yep. and stop trying to do everything yourself. And and I think a lot of the contractors, and this is what happened to us, and I think this is important because. We, we didn't even know we were growing. And a lot of companies have this problem. We were growing because we were doing a good work. So we're getting more calls and more calls from other builders and from other customers. Hey, I hear you guys do good work and you do, you do a job for me. So we were growing without knowing, without, yeah. you see what I mean? Like we were growing without want to grow, you know? So we didn't really adapt. And I think that's when everything started falling apart. Got it's, too it's heavy weird because you're yeah. supposed to be, oh my God, I'm growing. That's great. Let me let me hire more people or let me do this. So we didn't adapt to that. And that's when... I mean, it's kind of like the <laughs> the uh, Notorious B.I.G. song, but more money, more problems. I mean, the, the, bigger, the bigger you are, the bigger your problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's exactly right. When you're small, you don't see the big issue with not having the margins and all these different things or not having the systems because you know everything and no one else has to do them. Um, you're okay with just having word of mouth referrals um, and you're, you don't need to go and invest in ads or mm-hmm. marketing or salespeople or anything like that. But as you get bigger, you can't do it all yourself. Yeah. And the problems just, they, it becomes a magnifying glass in all the problems you have. Yeah. You know, in your day-to-day operations before, how did you keep track of your customers how'd you know what to do did you ever forget to bill i mean you've said you postponed did you ever realize that you forgot to bill somebody for a house yeah oh yeah i mean and how did how did you keep track of that stuff before it was all in my head it it was no it was in my head i had a little binder a little folder with even make i even got the chills man when i remember that because it was just on the on the paper folder and that's, I got two paper folders. The jobs are being template and their jobs, they're already installed. That was my books. That was my system. That was my everything. That was my, that was my whole thing, two folders. And one time I was driving and the folder flew, flew away from my truck. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there went your business. Uh, Brayton Road, yeah. yeah. So I, I parked it and people were looking at me like, this guy's crazy. I was running picking paper because paper. Paper, that was my invoice. That was my install. <laughs> wow. Boulder, man. And and I think I lost that day. I think I lost one job. And then 
man, I, that's what I'm saying. God is great, man. The builder called me like three months later. He said, man, I got this on my books, and I need to get out of it. And it needs to be out of the out of my. <laughs> Thank God. That one blew out of my yeah. pickup. Well, because they, and, and I was like, ooh, that was one of the one of the jobs that I knew. And I always have this, see, I had a, it's weird. I had a bad memory in a lot of things, but in my business, I always have good memory, like wh- whose job, whose address, and everything. Yeah. And I knew it was like, this address is, do we, do we charge? But then you're right. You're like, well, it's already three months. I don't know if I should call. Just ask, hey, do I, do we invoice for this house? That's it. It's all it takes, one yeah. call. Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's another perfect example of, you have all those doubts, and should I call? And then I'm, I tell you from personal experience, a lot of people don't. And when I say personal, I mean I have not done it. Where all you have to do is call and say, do you owe us this? I mean, what's the risk or the fear in that? Yeah. It's just get mindset. Just do it. Yeah. So Well, I know that we've talked a lot about how things were in the past, and a lot of things have changed, right? Especially in yes. the last year. Yeah. The last year has been incredible for you guys. Yes. Um, before we go into how things are now, I want you to tell a story about how, what things are looking like in the market today and what's kind of entering the landscape with all these, these uh, you know, essentially competitors for you, but, um, you know, how that's changing things. And maybe give us an example of how you would have reacted in the past, mm-hmm. not how you're reacting today to it, but what you would have done in the past. Well, th- that's one of the things back in the day, like... Uh that was one of my systems, if you can call it that way, you know. It was like, if I, if I go to a builder or a customer, like, hey, you know, they call me for a bid. I go there like, hey, this is this is the job. This is the, this is the quote. Oh, man, I got it for $1,000 less or $500 less. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I was just trying to get the job. Right, not, bidding not, to get the job. You, you just get the job. That was, you know, I feel like the more busy we are, the more money we make. You know that that was my mindset. Yeah, and so I didn't know any margins. I didn't know if I take five hundred dollars, then I paying you to install your job. So I, I didn't know nothing like that. So I, that was my that was the way I react to the market. Uh, right now, man, it's it's uh, it's 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 a lot of new companies, a lot of new big companies. They're like we call it low ballers, and and they're more focused on the volume. So, right. you know, with, with lower margins, but bigger volume, they can, they can survive, you know. So far. So far, yeah. We, we more focus on, on, I bet, to quality, uh, customer service, building relationships with our customers. Yeah. That's what, that's, that's what we're betting to. Uh, you know, at the end, I feel like all those guys are just, they're coming, because I've seen it, they're come and go. And we've been in business for over, even with all that, we're gonna be eleven years in business now. Uh, this this That's great. this coming months and and I feel like being honest and and, and that's how we react to, them, to to that to that problem right now because there's a lot of companies right now that they offer you really low prices and really low you know but there's a lot of things they there's a lot of sketchy things behind and we don't we don't like that man I, if I tell you this is a price this is a price it it won't be any hiding fees or any, uh, I got a lot of calls and I'm not trying to, you know, but I, in fact, I'm going next week to checking jobs or like, they're not even back to finish the job. Like they're left in pieces. Like, other, they, other competitors, other competitors went to jobs yeah. and they didn't finish them? And I was like, how much you pay for it? You know, like, oh, you know, this much. And I was like, see, th- th- that's the thing. Cause 
what I tell everybody is something that I learned from from Martin is like I have to charge you enough to take care of you, you know. Yeah. And I feel like when 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 these companies they charge you so little, and they they realize like oh we're not making any money, they just forget about you. They're yeah. Like, yeah. Screw you. You know we're not gonna go back. And I feel like that's that's where our edge is yeah. right now in the market. Yeah. So let's talk about today. Like, sir, let's talk about the tran- the transformation um, and the path that you're on now. So you already gave us this. You know, you talked about your sign from God of <laughs> Martin being on your desk yeah. uh, and you calling him. I want to know from Martin's perspective. Do you remember that call? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, so, yeah, it was Sergio. Really he, everybody remembers Sergio immediately. <laughs> yeah, so no, it was a lot call. of fun. They walked in, uh, Sergio and Blanca, which is uh, Sergio's sister-in-law Cesar and Ricardo. Brothers. And you did have books. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to say what your sales are, but you're you're into seven figures. I yeah. mean, it's not like you're uh, five thousand a month or something. Yeah. And I just looked at it and I said, well, you know, if you'd have done this, your march were this much better, you would have made this much more money. Sergio looks at me and goes, you're hired. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it turns out the books weren't necessarily right. Um, And and I think we need to, for people who listen to you, um, where you were, and then we'll get more into where we are. But how do you actually do that? And you already answered I almost laughed when you said it. Uh, I've had, I've started some companies and people look back and say, how did you do it? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, it's like day to day. (laughs) I don't know, but we did. (laughs) So I kind of laugh at that, but somebody wanting to do what identifies with everything you said, and there are a lot of people about the suffering and to get where they're not suffering and what you're going to hear, there's steps to take. And I think they'll want to want to hear a little bit more about that but um because it doesn't happen all at once we've been working together two years yeah probably exactly right now Mm -hmm. and the year before we met uh i think you'd shown some losses on the books Mm -hmm. and this month or i mean this so far this year you're you're making a lot (laughs) (laughs) i mean in in my my opinion you always want to make more but you're making a lot positive and how does that happen and so some of the things that, that you recall that we started with. Yeah, well, and, main thing, I think, is getting, first of all, I feel like getting the right people on your side, it's, it's key. Building the right team. I feel that's, yeah. that's great. One of the problems we had is we had an accountant that uh, he was doing the books on a cash basis. Mm. And th- that's what a lot of the books showing, like, you know, wow. It's great, but when we get to Lori, which is uh, she helped us with the books and she's she a, a zeal accounting. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly. She uh, she's great, man. She let me let me throw something out for people listening. You said on the cash basis, that doesn't mean you're taking dollar bills. Cash basis bookkeeping is you don't record any. It's basically your bank statements. Correct. A, a sale doesn't show up unless it's a deposit, and a, an expense doesn't show up if unless it's a check. What's missing there is if you have a whole bunch of accounts payable at your supplier or you have a whole bunch of invoices from customers, those aren't even on your books. So Sergio wasn't talking about getting paid with cash, but cash basis books. Exactly. So thanks. Yeah, Good. Yeah. But Sergio's sitting here 
three years ago, did you know about cash basis books or accrual basis <laughs> no, books or balance sheets or P&Ls? Yeah, anyway, so super. And that's the thing. Our accountant didn't even ask us or, 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 you know, he didn't even, you know, I feel like a lot of the accountants, they just try to do like like a cookie cutter. You know, one one system works it's for, for taxes. everybody. They're yeah. just trying to pay taxes. Yeah, and it, it doesn't it doesn't work like that. So when when we start working with Lori, um, she start working with Blanca. We we <laughs> we find out. Oh man, we're actually on the red. You know, after she she did she did everything. Her mag- I call it her magic. You know, and she helped clean our books and put everything into perspective. And now that you see, oh man, this is not good. You know. But uh, that was the main thing. Getting so the, the books gave you information, a true picture of where you stood. Yeah, and that was a and true. And you never had that really, never, ever. Never, never. I, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I opened it because we, we, a year before we started working with you, we got that QuickBooks, right? Right. And and I was like, oh, this is cool. We got we got QuickBooks. <laughs> because everybody says QuickBooks is good, right? I was like, yeah, let's get QuickBooks. And like, I was like, yeah, let's, let's do it, you know? We opened the QuickBooks and I see like a bunch of numbers like, okay, that shows that green, a lot of green, that means good, man, right? And like, I was like, yeah, it's great, it's green. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even know what, what that means. So, uh, so first of all, it was getting our books. In, in understanding your books, it's, it's key. It's understanding, yeah. it gives you a, a really big picture of, of what the business is doing, where you're going with the business, uh, are you making money? Are you losing money? Uh, all that, man, it's it's on the books. Well, another thing that you've got, I know, is everybody in, in business goes, man, I'd love to double my sales. Yeah. I mean, right? Yeah, that's, that's what people that's, think. That's, man, that, I want to yeah. double my sales. Well, your business and most businesses, if you do that without planning, you're toast. It's yeah. done right there. Yeah. Because of accounts receivable, inventory, increased labor costs, somebody doesn't pay you, more fuel, more truck. And yeah. if you don't plan for that, it can kill you. Yeah. It will kill you. And that's what a lot of people feel like um, they're just trying to do. Oh, let's just do sales and just sell like crazy. And let's just, I remember when I talked to, to, to Khalil, talked to you, and I told him, man, I want to do increase my sales. And you're like, whoa, are we ready for that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Cause yeah. That's the, that's the thing, you know, as a marketing company, and we see it with some of our clients right now. If they're growing, if you're bringing too much business to them, one, you can never get a hold of them, which sucks being a marketer because you want to actually market who they are, not something they're not. Mm-hmm. And so you want to meet with someone frequently so that you're able to do the right things for them. But then the next thing is you start getting customer complaints because the, bill, the, the contractor is not available. Well... Now, whenever we're trying to put testimonials online or get re- Google reviews or whatever it is, we start seeing bad reviews. We start, no one wants to give a testimonial. Um, there's no raving reviews. We try to go take pictures of a job for somebody. No, you know, we don't, we don't actually don't want to do that. Why not? Well, it wasn't the greatest experience, whatever. Might have you know. got a good product. but and, and so, you know, we don't want you guys to suffer your quality. You know, it's better to rather than have that hockey stick right away, you know, you want to really progress into it. And eventually you can really start to, you know, increase the slope of that growth angle. But doing it too fast, there's a lot of issues that come with it. 
Yeah, yeah. Like you say, more, more money, more, more problems. <laughs> Everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so I feel like getting the books. It was the first thing. That, that really changed a lot. That was the main thing. And then uh, understanding what we're doing, what we want to accomplish as a, as a company. Uh, I didn't have any vision, man. Me and my brother, we we don't have a vision. We didn't have a I think we lost our passion being so stressed yeah. about fighting and fighting and fighting. Yeah. We lost the passion. We forgot why we wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. why we do this, you know? And I feel like when you don't have that drive, everything is 10 times harder, you know? Well, let me rephrase that. It's still 10 times harder, but it's enjoyable. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? You know, it's, it's hard. It's You're comp- hard. There's a prize. Yeah. There's a prize for all the effort. Yeah. And and I feel like right now, me and my brother, we wake up in the morning and 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 I feel that when I talk to him, when we sit on those meetings and Monday said and we strategize like, okay, what we're we gonna do this week, we you know. Um we were doing a lot of things wrong. I remember when we, we decide like, oh we gotta increase our capacity. I don't even know what we use that term because we didn't even know what that means. <laughs> uh but uh but I was oh yeah, let's buy a machine. Let's increase our capacity. I guess he he or I read it on a book or something or on a quote on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. That's right? great. Like, yeah, let's increase our capacity. So we and you know, the, the people that sell you the equipment and all that, they just they want to make a sale. They right? want to yep. tell you they're to increase gonna, your they're capacity. They're not gonna tell you, yeah. Oh well, are you ready for it? You know. So You had a crazy machine story, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so how long I remember and this is just for small contractors who think that, oh, I need to increase my capacity. Which is not a bad thing, but are you ready for it? You have to do it on a planned basis. Exactly. And realize what's going to happen. You bought the machine. How long was it before you actually got the machine set up from the time that you bought it? How long was that? Until you could use it. Until you could actually use it. Like a year? (laughs) It was a year and a half. A year? (laughs) And what did the machine cost roughly? Uh, About $120,000. Okay. So just imagine that. $120,000. I mean, Sergio, you don't have to imagine it. But yeah. just no, like that's a long time to pay one hundred twenty twenty thousand dollars, but not see be able to use it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, that, and it's there were multiple reasons, but really it was you had electrical that you had to figure out. Yeah, pumping the water into the machine that you guys use. Yeah, and and, 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 and that's where the whole planning right it comes in place. You know, every decision. If I if I got to give an advice to, I mean, I'm not 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 an expert. Well, so but ever. you've experienced some stuff. Uh, but if I, if somebody asks me, what's always planning, 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 strategize? That's like the main thing. Because when we buy the machine, we don't even take an account like electrical. That was like eighteen thousand dollars. That we didn't right. even we didn't even know. I thought it would just buy the machine and you plug it. You'll in. plug it in one hundred and ten <laughs> walls. You know, literally, that, yeah. I'm not kidding. That's what I thought. And just connect the host of water to it because I know it needs water because it's a granted business. You know. No, man. I mean, I was getting into problems with the flow of the water, so I called the yeah, city. You, and you, yeah, you couldn't even dispose of Well, go ahead. Well, you called, I called the city. They, they told me, you got to increase your flow. So just call the, the guy told me, like, call the city and see if they can increase your flow by by upgrading your, your piping. And I called the city, and they're like, how much do you need? I was like, I don't remember the number, like four inches or five inches or something like that. He was like, well, that's for like a belt, like a, like a sky, you know, skyscraper, sky sky yeah, city office. Building. Yeah, you don't you don't need that much. If you want to do it, it's, it's thirty thousand dollars. 
and then I'm like, Jesus Christ. And then you couldn't dispose of the water. You couldn't just let it go yeah. into the drain. No, they we, have... need this, we need our recycle system. That, uh, that, that it, it was just... One thing after another. And then and you don't even know when you're thinking, you're oh, we just we just solve our problem, which which we, we thought, that, that was before you, Martin, we thought it was to be able to produce. That wasn't the problem. That wasn't the problem. Uh, that's when we buy the machine. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. If you don't know what, what your business is, what, what the problem is, then you do, do those mistakes. Brilliant. Like, Brilliant. Like we buy the machine thinking this is the problem. It's going to solve the problem. Production's a problem. That creates a bigger problem, a huge problem. <laughs> because now we have another expense in a month, monthly basis. Yeah. And, and it's not producing, man. And, and it was every time I walk in into the shop and I see the machine, I literally cry. I it's like, beautiful. It's beautiful, <laughs> it's brand new. Really yeah, it's nice like you having machine. a Lamborghini yeah, in your garage with no tires. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because you can afford to buy the tires. <laughs> yeah, basically, that was it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's paying for itself now, but no, that, that, what, what a great example of yeah. lack of planning. And, and it sucked a little cash out, too. I mean, I know you're paying it, but monthly payments plus the down payment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, money that we, we we didn't even have. I mean, we we my brother has to pull money from um, from he was building a house. I think he was not building. He was remodeling a house, right. and he got a he got money to remodel his house. He has to leave for a year on a eight by four trailer. Wow! Because he we have to use the money, money in the business. So his wife went and lived with he, with her parents and the kids. And my brother was living on a trailer in a trailer wow. for a year and a half because we used the money to buy the machine. So it was it was just putting more stress yeah. on top of the stress on top of the everything. Wow, uh, you feel like you're choking, man. At one point, and and that's what I well, that's when I suggest to everybody that's listening, all your audiences, seek for help, man. It's it's people out there that they're more experienced than us in business, and if you guys know your craft. There's people with knowledge that can really help you and build yeah. a great team. Yeah. So I want to I want to go and just follow the timeline a little bit before we move forward. Um, you met with Martin. You guys discuss and your your vision. You talk about your books. You get things. I, I know this is really fast paced, but you get things in your books organized. Mm-hmm. You figure out exactly what your margins are, mm-hmm. what your payables are receivables all these different things what's the next step from there then it was pricing uh be, be able to price things the, the right way and and uh make sure we act, we make money i mean yeah. whenever you let me let me ask you about this, this isn't a trick question but what's the hardest thing about getting your pricing right i mean first you need to know what right pricing is but what's the hardest thing i, I feel like like you're Take into account your 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 production cost and and like your waste and all that. A lot of people like I wasn't know how much it actually takes to produce that the, the, a, a kitchen, you know. So I feel like I'll, like I can tell you why well, I want to make this much, but how much it costs to make it. Mm-hmm. That's the hard. That was the hardest part for me to figure it out. How much? How much labor? How much hours? How much? You know. Yeah. It takes to, to, to create a job. I think for a lot of people, I mean, you're, I, you may have were going to say this, Martin, but um, for a lot of people, it's getting over it psychologically. 
they don't think they're worth that much or they think that nobody will take that price. Or that yeah, gonna that first time of, of uh, asking what you need for a yeah. bid. I mean, you said it yourself. We priced in the past, we priced to get the job and then found out if we made any money. Mm-hmm. Your philosophy has completely changed. We price for what we've got to have and we can talk a little bit about how somebody listening can know what that is. And if they don't want it, tough. Well, how do you do that? You have to give them a reason other than price to buy from you, yeah. which is what you've done. You're, you might talk a little bit about what your target market was before and what it is now, mm-hmm. if you feel comfortable talking about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, it was like, uh, I feel like uh, it needs to be a lot what you can offer. That, that's, that's key. That's the first, first thing. What you can, what makes you different and what makes you special because everybody can, you know, what we call a unique selling proposition. In other words, why should I buy from Sergio and Alpha and not all these other guys? And I think that's 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 key. I think like people need to figure it out. See, a lot of people want it one, 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 and that's what a lot of and that was me too. Well, I changed my mind. It's like what I can give first, you know, in terms of quality and customer service, and 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 then. You know, then and then you figure out your margins. It's it's it's, it's amazing because um, they really paint you a good picture of of how much money and how much and not just how much money you can make. It's how much you need, you know, to to keep doing. Yeah, business. need yeah. need is break even, yeah. and then on top of that, you add something that you want to make the profit. Yeah, and how much do I have to sell to do that? Yeah, and and this is the thing. A lot of customers they understand that. They understand you got to make money. I mean, that's this. this that, that's I got to make money thing. to take care of you. Exactly. You know what you said. And, and so that's what I feel. You got to. You, we we start working on our on on. Okay, let's 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 keep doing what we're doing on the quality. Let's keep doing the timing and and make sure everybody's taking care of it. But now, one thing that I was really afraid is when we have to raise our prices. And I feel like a lot of mm-hmm. contractors they're st- they trap on that man. It's a fear, man, to, to, to go and tell your customers, hey, man, you know what? I'm not charging you enough. It's just, I'm, I'm you know. So how did you do it? Because, I mean, I remember it well, but you're certainly doing it. How did you do that? Well, basically, I just, I talked to a lot of my, like, a lot of the people that I talked, I, I, I was just, I feel like being honest and being, being just really true. You know, I was like, sure. hey, man. Um, I think I was, I was, everything went up. I didn't wasn't charge you enough. Uh, I'm not making money. I think this is going to be the new, the new pricing. I was working on my margins, and I'm actually losing money here, man. And 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 we ha- we have to increase it. And and everybody understand it. Like, like I was afraid of lose customers and all that, but uh, I don't think we lose any customer. Man. Everybody was like, yeah. I mean, I think one customer told me. I wasn't. I was surprised that you didn't raise your prices in the last four years, because everybody has to adjust to the market, right? Yep. And 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 they were like, "Yeah, man. I mean, your quality is great. You guys keep doing the good work. Don't worry about it. Let's yeah, let's keep." Working. I mean, I, I point out in passing too that Sergio saying I'm going to raise prices, guys go okay. Mm-hmm. Some lowball junker comes in and says I got to raise prices, and they're not going to be as accommodating. Yeah. Right. But I think at the same time, I think the beauty of contracting is that you're working with other contractors. You guys have the same issues. Yeah. You guys have the same. 
And that's not always true. You know, like if I'm a marketing agency, I'm working with a contractor, two different business models. Um, but at the same time, uh, with, with you guys understanding each other, there's a lot more acceptance to that. And I, I think the other thing that's important to take away from that is you didn't just send them the new invoice with the new pricing, you know, or oh, put no. in the bid with the new pricing. No, you no. sat down and you had an individual conversation and you were honest and upfront and transparent. Yeah. And I think that goes a long way with anyone, whether it's a contractor, homeowner, whoever. And some of the customers, they were like, hey man, I understand, but I can't, you know, and that's fine too. Yeah. I mean, that's And that's fine. when you say, hasta luego, yeah. amigo, and then they come back later on. Yeah, because they're in business too, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then, whenever you're in a, in a better health, then you, the way I feel, and like right now we're working on trying to keep the cost as same down, you know, and, and that way we don't have to impact our customers on price, you know, uh, and still adding quality. And that, that's been the key for us, man. You know, I want to, I want to get to marketing and we, we're okay. Yeah. We're good. I mean, I want to get that, but this is really important. Another thing that Sergio's done, if you want to get your margins up, margins officially being the difference between your price and then the cost of the materials and labor that went into us. I got your overhead in there. Two ways to do it. Raise the price, get your costs down. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people approach getting the cost down as being cheaper. Go to 2CM instead of 3CM. Use clear uh, silicone, silicone instead of mat- – and, yeah. and don't take time to get the seams right. And if you break something, just glue it. So that's one way. The other way is to get really efficient. Mm-hmm. And just uh, – not a trick question, but your margins – I won't say what your margins are right now, though I know – but two and a half times what they were two years ago. Yes. Easily. Okay. I mean, Yeah, right? and, and, and we didn't really, and that, that's what one, one of the keys we didn't really, because we didn't, didn't really know. raise our prices like crazy. Yeah. We, uh, we, we adjusted a little bit, man. Right. It wasn't like 15% or 20%. No, we were just a little bit. Did the, did the customer were like, well, okay, that's not bad, but then we really got really efficient. Right, and that's what I wanted production. to bring up because yeah. the efficiency side um, the machine that we're talking about mm-hmm. finally got hooked up, and that was a big deal. Yeah. And we don't have to say absolute numbers, but you are producing with 60% of the guys the same volume. Actually, you're getting better, more, yeah. more yeah. than you were with 100% of the guys a year ago. Mm-hmm. So your labor cost goes down. Sometimes you're leaving the bids the same, and your margins are getting bigger because right. you're getting so much yeah. better. Well, yeah. something you also, you guys, you almost said Sergio that people don't understand is you don't have to increase your prices tremendously to increase your margins tremendously right. exactly because you huh. hit break even at a certain point oh yeah and any dollar above that is profit it's profit oh. and I mean we get we need and Sergio gets this Khalil gets this I get this this is this is should be a topic for a for a yeah. podcast but here's something I call the one percent rule if you can get your gross profit margins up one percent you will increase your net profit by 14.5%. That's not true for every company, but that is true for the average company, average contractor in the United States. So you get 1% better. And if you think, like when you're driving around under stress and overwhelmed, and, you, and you're thinking you gotta do all these things, it's overwhelming and you, you wanna quit. Mm-hmm. If you realize all I gotta do is get 1% better, then you begin to ask yourself, how can I get 1% better? All of a sudden, you find ways to get 1% better and you have 
I don't know if you want to tell everything you've done, and you yeah. got another step coming up yeah. Yeah. with the Northeast deal. Yeah. You're just driving the cost out of your out of your product. Yeah. And we, by the way, you'll never finish doing that. You'll <laughs> always get better. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it it's it's a, it's like a lever. Everybody knows that term leverage. Uh, so you got a lever with a big boulder, and it's working for you. If if it's not working for you, it's slinging you mm-hmm. off into space. We get it going your way, and and uh, everything that you're doing has been so fun to watch. And like you said before we started here today, you're just I don't know what you said. You're just thrilled, like just walking around, yep. thrilled because yep. it's working. It's getting better. Got more ideas. It's you're taking care of people, the people who work for you, the people who are your customers. Yep. And it's it's kind of thrilling. Yeah. And it feels great that, to be honest with you right now, after we've done everything, and that's not even taking, you know, the marketing side where we start yeah. getting better at that. Now I feel like after we fix everything and then what I was really, really, I was really happy. I'm really happy that I take care of my customers, right? They didn't really see like a big impact on on the price they didn't really see like because you can a lot of you know you can just go well i'm gonna charge this much just random number like 55 or 65 and they're well wow that, that's a big baggy being increase what are you offering for that price yeah what am i getting for Yeah, because the there's price? a market over there too i mean sure you have a market where you need to compete but i'm feeling so happy that i can offer the customers good quality right now but on, but on the end i'm making money too Right, because because you can either charging a lot and make your customers miserable by delivering a bad product, or that's the other way you can make everybody happy, but then you're unhappy because you're not making money, you're stressed. Yep. That's not good either. Balance, man, and that's what we're, that's where we are right now. Is like, man, my happiness, my customers, I think, can care. Of, I can go back to a job site with no problem because you know they didn't feel a big impact on the price. Because I got my my efficiency better, and I feel like that balance it's 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 great, man. That's that's a good point where where you where we are right now, where me and my balance. And yeah. then you can take in another level, like okay, Khalil, how do we do to increase a little? Now we yeah. we know how much we can make. Can we make a little bit more? I mean, that was a key question when you asked me, how much can you make more? How many how many square foot more a week? Yep. And that was like there was I, a different answer now. a year ago. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot different now. Yeah, and I was like, oh, we can do this much a week. Okay, well, this is the strategy we go. Now we can place a strategy to bring more business yeah. in. That's great. Well, let's talk just a little bit about some marketing things that I think are usually hiccups for contractors. Um, I and I really want to focus on on two specifically, but the first one is the branding. Um, you guys were Alpha Granite before. Mm-hmm. You had kind of like a G pyramid logo that almost looked like an A as well. Um, and you guys changed your branding, right? And um, so now you guys are Alpha Surfaces, but your logo also changed. Yeah. And it's kind of like remnants yeah. form an A. So tell me about, you know, I, what I hear from a lot of times with the contractors is, we don't need a logo, we don't need to spend money on this, we don't need the design. You know, it's, it's a logo, it doesn't matter. And maybe that's true. Right, but I just want to hear from your side. What has it been like? You know, I think it was a year ago that we did your logo. What what has been? How did that impact you guys? You know, what do customers say about it? How do you guys feel about your brand? Those kinds of things. No, thank you guys. I mean, really, that was that's amazing. Uh, 
Marlene, if you're listening, she did a great job on the logo. Marley, right? yeah. yeah. Marley, she, she <laughs> did a great job. It is yeah. an awesome logo. Yeah. Uh, great. Um, well, the thing about it is, is um, now with the new the new logo, everything helps, man. It, it brings, it makes you feel more confident. Yeah. To show up and, and give it a business card and 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 I know a, a lot of companies they don't care about image and but then what what kind of customers are targeting right yep. and 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 one my brother told me one beautiful thing he was like man we have the we have the knowledge and the skills to do crazy jobs and we we've done some crazy jobs man they're like a lot of fabricators are like man we, we don't want to do it. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, there's a few fabricators out there that they can do it. But my brother and my team, and we've been doing some crazy jobs. But I feel like it's hard to, you, you got to pair your, your branding with what you're capable to do. Yeah. Now, excellent point. A big problem is, I mean, yeah, you can do a good branding and you can have the best marketing company and then design a cool logo, but then. But, but then you don't deliver it too. Or, or like what happened to us, we, we, we had this great quality, but we, we had a, we didn't have an identity. Yeah. The customer would be like, oh man. Like I feel like a lot of my designers there, they told me like, hey man, your logo shows like, like freshness, like, 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 how do you say that? Um, um, modern. Modern in, 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 but, but classy at the same time. Time. Elegant, luxury, luxury, yeah, and and I feel like that's what that's what we that's what we do, man. I mean, uh, we're yeah. not afraid of taking on crazy materials. And stuff. well, I, I think because you work, you're working on higher end projects, yeah. But you're also working with you know on these higher end projects a lot of designers, yeah. yeah. And I think your logo really does speak to them a lot. I think I'm I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of designers look at all of the different countertop contractors out there yeah look like you did it in a word document <laughs> they see alpha and they're like oh that one really sticks out oh yeah yeah so that's that's really good yeah. so that's one thing you know i always tell people when you're walking through walmart or you're walking to the grocery store and you're gonna buy you know let's say oreos for example are you gonna buy the great value oreos or are you gonna buy the oreos <laughs> yeah. and i mean it's it's basically just that whenever a customer looks at a brand it's the first impression. It's, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Well, Martin's writing a book right now. I bet he can tell you a lot of people judge the book by its cover. Yeah. And that, if that's going to be the entrance and the introduction to your company and to working with you, then it's got to be something that's really presentable that speaks to them and communicates the values that you have as a company. So not the typical topic for marketing with a contractor, but that is a very important one that I want to touch on because I think you guys... To, made the right choice and I think you guys came out with a really great great uh, product with that so the next one that I want to talk about is really the sales process going back to the story that you talked about earlier you had mentioned uh, or what it was like for you you know two years ago um, sales was you had two binders you had one that was installs and one that you're doing templates for mm-hmm. and it flies out the window other than that it's in your head too right and that's it's on the cloud and it's also in hard data <laughs> it's it's on your personal cloud yeah, and it's also in your yeah, brain. My personal cloud <laughs> but as soon as you guys started using the crm you started using hubspot you've got all your contacts in there but all the deals how did that transform tell, tell us a, bit, a, a little bit about what is what how, what is hubspot to you how do you use it 
and how has it made a difference for you? Yeah, the CRM, the customer relationship management yeah. software, um, man, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's day or night. It's crazy. It, it's, first of all, it, it, it helps you with your customer to tell, to if they, if they need information on the job, before, this is what I really like about it, before they need to, everybody needs to call Sergio. Everybody <laughs> needs to call me. Where the job, like where we're doing with the job, where we at on the job. Right now, uh, if if customer called and asked Blanca, which is, she's the office manager, hey, where my job is, and she can just go into the hotspot and be like, oh, uh, it's in fabrication right now. It's in the fabrication stage. It's on the templating stage. Oh, we have you on on schedule. It's appointment schedule for you know. Uh, it's 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 already for install. And it's it's it those stages where customers, you keep your customer informed. Before it was like, it happens that I call my customer like, hey, we're here to install. Right now, like I'm I'm in the bathroom. I'm like I don't even have anything <laughs> ready. What, 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 what you know? We basically show up. You know, and now we we are more. HubSpot, the, the, the software really helped us to to manage our, our production. And then another cool thing about it is, is it show you how much money you have on each stage. Right. Tied up. You know, like So you've you've got you know, you've got basically all these deal stages. So yeah. you take a deal, you take it through from the beginning of like initial appointment to mm-hmm. figure out what's going on with the job all the way through till we've collected the money. Yeah. Close right. the contract. Yeah. yeah, and so you're saying that basically the deal, whenever it's in that stage, so say you have 10, 10 deals, ten different jobs that are in uh, materials ordered, you can look at the bottom of that column and it tells you exactly how much those all those jobs added up add up to. So now you've got those ten jobs, you've got a hundred thousand dollars tied up in materials ordered. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then you can continue to move it along and know exactly where your money's tied up. And what it's going to take to get it to the closed one where it's in your bank account. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 one of the I will say one of the key ingredients for for us right now. It's that customer relationship management software, HubSpot. Yeah. That's it's key. And and I don't know if there's to me that that's the only one. It's us HubSpot, but I know it's it's all there. But but having the software on your side to help you manage your customer, your sales, and everything, man, it's huge. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. At the beginning, it was overwhelming. You kind of see. Yep. But it gets, re, it gets easier with time. And everything you, was you overwhelming. You just had to learn how yeah. to do one process. Yeah. And you know. Yeah. 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 And so, that, yeah, that's great. It's been, it's been yeah. really it's key. Well, there's, there's always resistance to change. And yeah. it's, it's until you make something a habit that you really start to see the difference. You yeah. know? Um, it's just like it's hard to go and tell all of your customers that you got to increase your prices. Mm-hmm. Eventually, when you increase it, you're going to be really glad that you did. Yeah, you know, you're not going to sit there and increase all your prices, and if all your customers are there, still be like, "Man, I, I wish I wouldn't have done that." Mm-hmm. No, like you're thankful that you increased your prices. You have a bigger margin now. You feel less stress. You have more money. You've got more time. You can go and hire more people. All those different things. You can actually grow. Same thing with the the deals inside of HubSpot or a customer relationship manager. I mean, just knowing, I mean, for you guys, it's just so easy to see, hey, here's our invoices. You yeah. don't have to log into your, to your QuickBooks. You can pull it up on your phone in a second and flick through and tell me every single person right, right now that owes you money on a job or that's being installed tomorrow. So 
really cool. So those those are just a couple of things. I mean, there's a lot more that we could talk about, um, but I want to move on to our Mount Rushmore segment. Um, I think this has been a great episode, but it, really at this point, Martin and I, for our, our Mount Rushmore segment, I guess I need to give some noise here. Let's see if this works. I don't know if it will. Let's see if we can do it. There you go. Okay. Let's see if that if that was good enough. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right one. Um, we'll get it. So we're doing the biggest improvements. What what had the biggest impact? So we're we're choosing four things that we think that Sergio did, that Alpha Surfaces did, that had the biggest impact. We could say, you know, increased prices. We could say, you know, efficiencies in the shop. You you are saying? No, I'm not saying. <laughs> we we could say the marketing was yeah. incredible. We could say, uh, you know, Martin Holland transformed the company single handedly. Yeah. yeah. No, he, he sure did. <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna choose four things, and then Sergio, you're gonna give the best one that Martin had, the best one that I had, and then the best one overall. Overall. Yeah. Okay. So the George Washington. Okay. Well, this changed because I thought about this beforehand, but this occurred to me. And again, I hate to be nice to. So you're going through your four, right? Now. I'm Go going ahead. through my four. I'm going. Uh, I hate to be nice to Sergio when he's sitting right there, but one thing that occurs to me is that everything you've done required courage, and the courage to seek help, the courage to pay me money, which is significant when you didn't have any, the courage to raise your prices, the courage to hire uh, Khalil and Benelli Marketing before. Uh, they had, I mean, it's a faith, but it's also a courage in it. So I'm going to put that as, as number one. Uh, number two, well, another number one is books. And that took a, um, that's another thing you did. You hired Lori, mm-hmm. which was not cheap, to get your books right without really even knowing, I know I need something. I don't really know why this is so important. But So courage, books, uh, a vision for your company. <laughs> if you didn't have a vision for your company, uh, you wouldn't be doing any of this. I mean, it partly provided the courage, or I think, as well. Uh, and then, I don't know if I'm getting them all, but the other one is the efficiency. We didn't dive into it a lot, but what you've done out in the shop and your templating with hard things like machines and cranes and also soft things like scheduling so that you're not kicking out a job half-finished and doing another one, all those things. So that's what it is. It's courage. It's uh, vision or books, vision, and operational efficiency. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Uh, it's we good. Have some, it's and good. we got, and we we are not done on any of them. Right? <laughs> some overlap, but I'll I'll try to switch it up so it's not too easy. So you gave courage. I was going to say delegation, okay. which I guess you could takes courage to delegate. Takes yeah. courage to 100%. delegate, but you you delegated the things that were better suited for you not to occupy your time with, like. You know, you delegated the responsibility of knowing everything to Martin, right? Not that he knows everything, but he knew more. He had more yeah. experience. Delegated marketing to us. Delegated to Lori. Um, all those different things. Uh, even inside your business, Ricardo, you, re- you Ricardo. delegated to Ricardo. You delegated to Blanca. You delegated to, to Alan. Guy, to yeah. all these different people, right? Yeah. So I think that delegation was a, was huge on there. Um, the next thing that I'm going to say is the price increase. Um, it, you know, it goes with margins, all that stuff. But I think that the fact that you increased your prices was huge. Mm-hmm. And I wish that people would do more of it mm-hmm. because th- I see so many people like right now with COVID people, residential contractors are actually doing really well. Yeah. Yeah. And there are contractors that are stressed out. 
and they've got so much demand and they're trying to fill it, but they're not really changing anything. Yeah, they hired a new guy. But if they would just increase their prices, a lot of their stress would go away. So I think increasing the prices was huge. Um, the next one I'm going to say is books. I know, Martin, you said books. But I think having that in order and just having financial clarity is massive. Um, and then the last one that I'm going to say is, and it kind of goes with courage, but just, I think, grit. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that you didn't give up, like you told us your, your breaking point. Every time I see you, you're always passionately working on something. And I think that not only requires vision and support and hope and goals and all these different things, but you have a true grit to you. And, um, you know, a lot of people would have folded mm-hmm. in your situation and you really pushed through it. So those are my four, right? Excellent. What, <laughs> what is if the you George remember Washington? what they were, <laughs> George Washington, man. Uh, okay. Uh, the one from Martin, it's, uh, I think the vision, man, yeah. I think vision, it's key for every business. It's, it's what it's, it's, I don't think any business born without a vision like that's the first thing is your vision then you make it happen right uh i think vision is i i didn't have that you know i, I didn't have that really it was like just just going just going just, to work yeah just doing whatever you know now i'm doing things right now that it's going to impact in the next four or five years so that vision forward i think yeah. it's, it's amazing um and man great you know that 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 curve that not give up not give up that's that's really who that that's that's what it really keeps me and my brother first of all not killing each other like that yeah. was like you know oh man well, man point. if i was your brother and you made me live in a trailer I mean, <laughs> with my wife and kids at my third parent, yeah oh man I can't that guy it. that guy he's got to have a lot of humility for that too so yeah that guy he's just uh yeah he's He's yeah, he's 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 my guy. I mean, we, I don't think we can work without him or, or him without me. We're like a yeah, one, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think that that not give him up. I mean, books and everything. I think at the end is, it's it, it makes it happen, right? But it's but a result of exactly the result of not giving up and having a good vision. That's my George Washington. Okay. Uh, Ah oh, man, I, I gotta I gotta go with vision, man. Vision, <laughs> vision. Martin man. wins this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, every uh, anybody listening, but every client I ever have, I ask them first time we meet. I mean, maybe after the chit chat is, "What do you want?" Yeah. And the vast majority always ask me, "Well, what do you mean?" Yeah. And I said, "I mean, what do you want? How are we supposed to go get it if you don't know?" Man, when, when you when you and give me that, it's hard. You give me the task. Both of you guys, you ask me, okay, what's the vision of the company? That was the hardest thing, man. <laughs> I know you wrote it out in Spanish. Yeah, and, I have to yeah. do it in Spanish because I, I. That was a, the one of the most important statements in my life. Like, my 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 kids depend on my business, man. And and when you ask me that question, I feel naked. I was like, I don't. Oh, what? And I asked you guys. Remember, I asked you guys, what's vision, man? What do you mean with the vision? And you guys trying to explain. I mean, you explain it your way, and you you give me that the younger, fresh perspective, and you give me that wise, you know, and that both things help. And but I had to do. I remember I do it in Spanish, yeah, do it and we translated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think that's that's my George Washington man. Thank you guys. For well, everything. I'm not going to put you on the spot and say tell everybody what your vision is. But. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, um, we've got our next segment now, um, which is quote of the day. Hold on, let's see if we got the music, okay. the music for this. <laughs> let's see here. Let's see what he got on that. That's it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Okay, this is from Sergio. Yeah, from Sergio. Hit us with your. And let's, let's hear it in Spanish and no. tell the story behind it too. Uh, it's uh, a veces se gana y a veces se aprende. So sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. And and this is weird because I I got that from my five year old daughter. Uh, I was raising her in the Texas Roadhouse parking lot and I let her win you know we raced to our right. car and she beat me you know I let her, let her win and she touched the, the car first whoever touched the car first win and I let her you know she touched the car and I was like oh man I lose and she was like no daddy sometimes you win sometimes you learn you gotta go faster that, next time. <laughs> that's the way, that, and that's so true, man. That's yeah. that's perfect. And that's kind of like my business, man. Uh, yeah. We learn so much by being down. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. it's great, man. Well, um, yeah, we've really appreciated you having you on. Um, but before we go, we do have our intern insights. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Ethan. By the yep. way, this is the the first episode that we've done where we are all in one room uh-huh. usually we're we're all remote but we're all in one room i'm not sure how the audio has turned out on this episode but well, it better be good well it's going to go get published even if it is oh absolutely <laughs> too yeah. good but, uh ethan's gonna use my mic for the first time so let's get him all set up as you guys know we're going for a minute for his intern inside <laughs> of stuff. oh siri uh you ready for this ethan not sure. We got a lot of stuff for a minute. Yeah, a lot, yeah. <laughs> we'll but give you ninety seconds today. Ninety okay. seconds. Ninety okay. seconds. I'm gonna start the clock. One second. All right. Let's get your music going for intern insights. Oh, I like that one. We got cool music. Yeah. He got the okay. cool one. Let's go, Ethan. Go for it. Okay. So I'm gonna start with my main points. So be efficient. Have a vision. Plan everything. Seek help. Don't avoid it. And know the quality of your work. Uh, now I'm going to start back. So things go from comfortable to worse very quickly. It's just like right when you think you're okay, boom, it all falls out. Uh, they used to, Alpha used to do everything on their own, which led to no sales, books, no planning, plus no vision. Uh, right when their things were as bad as it could be, he met Martin. Uh, build a solid team around you. Understand your books is key. And be ready to increase your capacity. Don't do it too soon. Um, know the quality of your product and service. What makes you different? What makes your product special? Uh, customers understand that uh, price is high for a reason, so deliver high quality and you'll get paid. Um, moving on to marketing. CRM is one of the m- most key ingredients to our process. We can manage customers, sales, and processes all in one place. And a new logo has brought new confidence. Uh, they were able to work with higher-end people and deliver higher products and make more profit and a couple quotes uh, when you do a good job customers are ready to pay you it's not always about working harder but working smarter and busy doesn't always mean more money uh, and the last one mo money mo problems <laughs> good job hey man okay thanks guys that was half the stuff that was great oh really <laughs> wow well you did under 90 so that's good are we, great o- are we off we are not off. 
Um, oh. But we can be off. You want to be off? Are no, you, no. Are you I'm just out of no. no. Okay. Well, hey, thank you again, Sergio. Thanks for sharing your story. I know a lot of people are going to uh, be inspired by that and that hopefully they will become cash flow contractors yep. that yeah. have less stress, more time, more money. We'll see you guys next time. We'll... Uh, Put his website and, oh, and his cell phone in the, in the notes. Look so in the notes calls if you want to get in contact with Sergio, alphaokc.com. We'll put his email in there. Check him out online. They've got all the social media channels. Uh, yeah. See you guys soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to The Cashflow Contractor. Check out our website in the show notes or visit thecashflowcontractor.com. What's up, Cashflow Contractors? Khalil here. Thank you so much for getting to the end of this episode. It means the world to us that you're listening. Uh, I've got a favor to ask. So we are looking for contractors who would like to have a consult, a free consult with myself and with Martin um, for about 30 minutes to an hour. Uh, we'll basically just ask you questions about your business, about what it's like for you to work as a contractor, and then we will answer any of your questions specific to your business. Then we'll make that a live episode for other contractors to learn from, to engage with. Uh, and we think it's a great way for people to really see clear, uh, specific answers to problems that contractors have. So if that interests you at all, we're not going to share any of your information. Um, we, you don't even need to say your name on the episode. But I think we want to get some more of these episodes out there. And if you're willing to do that, we've got a link in the show notes that allows you to just submit a form for a consult, then we'll schedule it with you and record it, and we'll put you live on on, uh, the podcast. So if that interests you, please check it out in the show notes. If not, no worries. Or if you know someone else that you think would be interested in it, send it to them. That'd be great. But appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us. And yeah, we hope that you're finding less stress, more time, and more money. Thanks.